restrictions, I can't be at church to preach as I would normally, but I'm glad that I can present the sermon to you in this way this morning. In Sydney last Saturday, anti-lockdown protests were held and some who marched up George Street held placards saying, Jesus saves. And others who marched up George Street held up placards saying, my body, my life, demonstrating against lockdown and vaccines. Jesus saves. Possibly Jesus is seen as a backup plan. Jesus saves is seen as some form of justification to ignore health advice. My body, my life. What's being seen there? I think it's that I'm an autonomous individual. I'm free to decide what I do with my body. And if anyone tries to tell me what to do with my body, that's an infringement and an assault upon my freedom. Now, those protesting the lockdown with a placard saying, Jesus saves, and those protesting the lockdown with a placard saying, my body, my life, are both in error. They both represent errors in thinking about the body. Because for Christians, sometimes there's been a thought and a sustained level of thinking within the church that has seen, well, our bodies as something that we're not to worry about too much. Real Christians shouldn't really worry about their body. Jesus saves your soul, so why would you need a vaccine for your body? In, for some in Christianity, there's a disregard of the body and almost a type of spirituality that is above the body where it sees that the body is a hindrance. The body gets in the way of us being truly spiritual. And if we could just get rid of our bodies, then we would be most like Jesus. But that is wrong. And what's also wrong is the way in which our world thinks about the body. Our world, in its secular thinking, has done away with God. And when you do away with God, all you're left with is what you can see. And what you can see is this, this body. And so the body is seen as something that is so very important. It becomes something that becomes quite ultimate for people. That's why our world is in many ways obsessed with health. It's obsessed with experience because the body is all that we have. But that is also an error. Christians sometimes underplay the role of the body. And our secular world definitely overplays the role of our body. But what we're going to see this morning is the Bible does neither. The Bible has a place for the body. The Bible doesn't downgrade the body and the Bible doesn't elevate it to an object of worship. Now, the Bible gives tremendous dignity to the importance of the body because we worship God with our bodies, we're going to see this morning. And this is a great corrective to our world who obsess upon the body because the body in our modern world often becomes an object of worship. 
But in the Bible, the body is a gift for worship. The body is not something to worship, your own or others, but the body is a gift in order to allow you to properly worship God. Last Sunday, we had a major, we we put in a major plank uh, in our understanding of who we are. We're thinking about identity in this series, and this is really a part two for last week, which we started. Last week, we saw from Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, that flesh and blood are made in the image of God. It's not as though we have a spirit that is made in the image of God. But Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 shows us that each and every body has imprinted upon it the image of God. And so that means, as we saw last week, that every human person, every body is precious and has tremendous dignity. Now, our bodies can be used in sinful ways, but the problem is not our body. The problem is sin. This is Paul's point in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13. This is from our reading last week. He said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13, the body is not for sexual sin, but for the Lord. And in many ways, the apostle could have left it there. The body is not for sexual sin, but for the Lord. But he goes on really interestingly, and I think quite importantly, to say the Lord is for the body. The God who has made us in his image, the God who has made our bodies in his image, is for the body. Our bodies were created for life. They were created for life by God. And so they're to be used for him. And so that's what I really want to focus on this morning. I want to focus on how our bodies now are used by God for his glory in a way that doesn't underplay the role of the body and doesn't overplay the role of the body. See, God is at work in every Christian person. And Paul was very mindful of this as he wrote to the Thessalonians. Paul had this close, bonded relationship with the Thessalonian church and he really cared for them. And so that's why, as he writes in chapter 5, he's very concerned. He's very concerned for what will happen in the end when the Lord Jesus returns. So he says this. From our reading this morning, he says this in verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, Paul has this holistic view of both body and spirit together. He doesn't just pray for their spirit and hope that they'll be okay. He prays that their body and spirit will be prepared for the return of the Lord Jesus. So God is for the body. But the body is for God. And we see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15. The Apostle Paul says this, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself. 
The Apostle Paul is writing here to the Corinthian church. And there in the Corinthian church, there's great confusion. Because the church has taken on so much of how the world thought at that time. And it has shaped how Christians were thinking about what they do with their bodies. In the ancient Greek world, the body wasn't seen as that important. It was seen as a prison. It was seen as something that was lowly. It was seen as something that was far less than anything spiritual. In fact, spirituality and the body couldn't go together in ancient Greek thinking. But not so for the Christian. For the Christians in um, Corinth, they thought that if their body was to do something, uh, that would have no impact upon the Lord Jesus. I mean, he is spiritual, and so what you do with your body, in fact, what you do with your body sexually, has no impact upon the spiritual life of the Christian. But Paul wants to respond to this, and he wants to correct this error. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? The Apostle Paul is saying that we in our bodies, our bodies have a spiritual relationship with the Lord Jesus. They're not detached from what it means to be a spiritual person. Spirituality and our bodies go together. And they go together because our bodies belong to Christ. Not just our spirit, but our bodies. And so that means that our body is not Lord, but Christ is. See, in our modern world, because we've elevated the role of the body to such an extent where the body is something that is almost worshipped and perhaps many times is, Paul in 1 Corinthians 6 helpfully reorientates us to see that what we can see in our bodies is important it's not to be downgraded, but it's not the object of worship. Christ is. So you can see how the gospel starts to shape both the undervalue of the body, as was the case for some Christians and also in ancient Greece, and also for our modern world, the way in which the body is elevated. And so for us as Christians, we must think of ourselves not merely in individual terms, now, we often think about our body in individual terms, like it's my body, and that's in one sense right. Uh, we are each responsible for our own unique body. But we as Christians have more to say because we can't simply think of our own bodies as our own, simply in individual terms, because being Christian means that our bodies are part of Christ and part of his body. And so our identity isn't just an individual thing and, our, and who we are in our bodies is not merely an individual thing. It's connected with the Lord Jesus and with his body and with the church and the community of believers that he has brought us uh, to. In 1 Corinthians 6, the parts of the body were being offered for sin. In, in this case, 
in, in sexual sin. Um, but the parts of our body can be offered for sin, not just sexually, that's one huge and very significant part of uh, how we may sin, but it's not restricted to that. We can sin with our mouths, uh, with our hands. Our bodies are very much involved in how we live and how we are to live in a way that honours Christ. See, we may be our bodies, but our bodies do not belong to us. That's what Paul goes on to say in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. He says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought for a price. Therefore, honour God with your body. Honour God with your body. Paul is saying. He's saying that to the Corinthians and we're to think about how we're to honour God with our body this morning. Paul says that we're not our own. In one sense, it's not my body, my choice. It's Christ's body who I am part of and he will determine my choice. You're not your own. You were bought for a price. The Gospel of John reminds us that the Lord Jesus has come, that the word that was eternal with the Father has become flesh. The eternal Son has become a body. And the body of the Lord Jesus was given for us on the cross. He gave not just his spirit, but he gave his whole self, he gave his body, he gave his blood for us. And so we, as his children, we as those who would follow him, follow him not just in spirit, but we follow him with our whole body. See, the Lord Jesus is Lord of our bodies. And so for us as Christians, we need to think about what that means. We need to think about what it means in terms of how we act and how we relate. And often this is an area which has uh, little effort uh, in thinking for the Christian church. I think there is a lot more that we can say and, and a lot more um, thought that needs to take place in the way in which our bodies are part of our worship. See, we need to decide how we are to use our bodies for the worship of God. See, God doesn't manipulate us, even when seeking us, but the Spirit of God comes to us and our bodies are not controlled in some overbearing way. No, the Spirit of the Lord Jesus comes into us and shapes and changes us. Paul says this in Romans chapter 6, verse 13, Do not present yourselves to sin, but present yourselves to God. He says this in Romans chapter 12, Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is a great reminder that God's Spirit is at work in us 
And God's Spirit is at work to shape and to conform our bodies in a way in which they might be offered, not to sin, but to the glory and the worship of God. See, our bodies can take us over, but the Spirit of God is at work in us. And so we need to ask ourselves, will our body be our master? Or will, by the Spirit of God, we master our bodies by his grace to offer them in a way in which is pleasing to God? We need to steward our bodies. We need to take care of them. We need to understand that they are precious. We need to nourish them such that uh, we don't neglect them. And in the neglect of our bodies, that lead to our sin. We need to learn how to do that and how to do that well. And we need to consider how we act in a way with our bodies that honours Christ. We cannot just say that, look, this is who I am and so therefore this is what I do. No, the Spirit of God is at work in us. The Spirit of God is at work in our bodies. And the Spirit of God is at work to reshape the way in which we use our bodies. So you don't get to choose your body. You don't get to choose how tall you are, how short you are, what ethnicity you are. But you do get to choose how you present your body. And so for us as Christians, we need to choose and to consider how we will present our bodies with all the tendencies towards sin and the different ways in which we are made, we need to consider how we will live in a way in our bodies that honours the Lord Jesus, that sees our bodies as valuable, that sees our bodies as something that the Lord Jesus is working in and through and will one day return to raise our bodies to be like his glorious body for the glory of of the Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've created us as people who have bodies. We pray, Father, that we would take care of our bodies, particularly at this time, and that we would offer them to you as a living sacrifice. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.